Hello, netwomen. I really hope that you're doing well today. Um, my name is Pinky Gadiali, and I'm the founder of netwomen.co, and I'm also a coach. And I'm joined today by a lovely lady who wishes to remain anonymous. And the reason for that is partly personal and partly other reasons as well. And she is on here bravely sharing one of her stories that will hopefully help you and inspire you with whatever it is that you're struggling with. And this is relating to a work toxic relationship. Every week, we will be bringing to you our latest updates from netwomen.co and our community. And we'll also be chatting about stories that we have found particularly newsworthy and giving our opinions on them. We will also have a variety of speakers joining me each week from the NetWomen community. So, welcome. And <laughs> tell us a little bit more about you, um, what it is you do. Okay. <laughs> so... I'm just a normal person. Um, I had my, most of my career was in the corporate space, um, working for a number of different larger companies until um, I decided that was going to be the past and I was going to work for myself. So currently now um, I have a small business and I surround myself with amazing, positive people. Cool. Tell us how you got to where you are today oh gosh um where how where do i start with that question how did i get there well um i grew up in the uk went to university in the uk and then i got a job working for um an amazing company in it um worked for a number of companies for about 12 years um, then I had a baby, which was uh, life-changing to say the least, um, and decided that it was time to um, stay at home with my baby for a while. Um, so I did that for a while, and then, well, I don't, didn't give up on doing that for a while, but <laughs> looked after my baby at home and then kicked off um, a business from home, an online business. Um, so that's kind of where I, where I am now, but it was nothing to do with what I'd previously done, completely new, um, had to kind of find some level of courage from within to start something brand new um and yeah i've been doing that now for about six years loving it loving just the ability to work from home be online and shape my shape my time and be flexible as i want with my family cool so in terms of um toxic relationships you wanted to share something with us about what had happened to you so tell us yeah. a little bit about you know how did it happen how did you get to that point yeah well this is um this is a really hard one to explain because um it wasn't like it got to a point it was it was toxic right from the beginning um and it sounds like a really serious conversation doesn't it a toxic relationship um but there was also moments of fun within, within that as well, like there is in many work environments. Um, but 
when I think back to that time, I'm, I'm filled with like my stomach turns, even talking about it now, my stomach turns. I feel anger. I feel shame. I feel regret. Um, and it just casts like a cloud and sends me into a trance of thinking about, um, how negative things were back then. Um, I had a, I had a really difficult boss for a number of years, but I didn't realize how or I didn't accept as maybe the right, the right word to use how, how awful that situation was and how it was making me feel and the impact it was having on me. Um, so I'd, I'm not sure if it took, if it, if it was a, a case of it led, you know, to a point, it was more, it was that point from the start. I just didn't, I just didn't understand it or comprehend or <laughs> come up with a way of saying oh my gosh look at what's going on right now stop this has to stop yeah and how did you personally feel in the relationship you mentioned shame yeah um, what kind of impact did it have on you um gosh at the time at the time it was happening so at the time that I was an employee under this particular manager. Um, it was really confusing. It just felt like every day I was confused. Um, I knew in my gut that it was wrong because of how it made me feel. Um, but there was also a seed of doubt that I had. And, and I think that's one of the things when you're in a toxic relationship, you know, with anyone, whether it's a boss or some kind of relationship with his friend or partner, um, there's a seed of doubt and I and I just kept thinking is this is this personal is it just me or is it because we're not friends and I'm taking this too seriously am I not part of the in crowd um am I taking myself too seriously and this is just fun am I being oversensitive so I just on a daily basis in 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 an office environment I think that there was the seed of doubt every single day. And that seed just grows um, as the days and the weeks and the months go on. And then you start to question yourself so much. You think you're the person that's, that's wrong or that's causing, um, causing these things. So, so I think from a day-to-day -day basis, it was, it was really about how it changed, how I felt about myself and the doubt and, my, and how that manifested itself in um, in my work, but I remember the first year, particularly like crying every single day, driving home and just feeling completely alone and completely um, confused and completely doubtful about all of my decisions and how I possibly could have got to a point of like, where, a point of where I was at right then to be crying in my car on the way home. Um, but also not really knowing how to explain why, like not knowing how to um, call someone and tell them this is what's going on because I couldn't actually explain what was going on. It just felt, as I said, com really confusing. Can you give us an example of a situation or something that had happened? Yeah, I mean, there's a million examples and I'm, I'll give you a couple of them, but really, really briefly. Um, so for example, um, we had long corridors in, in the way the office was, um, structured. Everyone had their own offices and the corridors. So if I was 
to leave early one day for a doctor's appointment or whatever personal appointment that was, I would literally hear a booming voice coming down the corridor in front of everyone. And you can imagine like corridors of people, um, thing, comments like, are you working part-time these days? Um, and of course, part of it was to make everyone laugh. But when someone does that, it casts this judgment that's casted on you, or at least it feels that way from other members of um, management team that are completely unaware of why you might be leaving or that you have a right to leave. Um, so that was one of the things, that, and then I'd have that fear. So if ever there was a point that I had to leave early, I had a fear of leaving early. I had a fear of not being in on time. And when I say on time, I used to turn up at the office between 7 and 7.30 every morning and not leave until 6-ish and log on as soon as I got home. And this was because of a fear that was created by that kind of behavior and being called out for things that you shouldn't be called out for in front with, with an audience. Um, so that was one of the things. And then even to do with image, um, if I think about... Oh, just a horrendous, in a meeting room, we say you're surrounded by 20 other people in a room and um, most of them are men um, and your manager calls out, what have you done to your hair today? Have you just been to the gym or something in front of everyone? And it just that kind of behavior calling you out in front of managers and cast, like everyone looking at you and staring at you as if, I, I really can't explain it. It's just example after example of belittling, I think, was what happened. Um, and bullying is, it's, I don't know. It was just one thing after the other. <laughs> Seriously, I could give you so many more. I don't think that you're the only person who has been through this. And if you can help, just one person just by sharing your story. I think that this would make a, a massive difference to someone's life. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you sharing and just tell me a little bit more about the memories that bring you that shame. Yeah, I think the biggest memory for me that really, really makes me cringe with shame is when I think back to my leaving night. Um, so when I finally did decide to leave this job, well, I mean, when I say leave this job, I was leaving the manager. Um, I had a leaving night and a ton of people came, my friends that were in the same group or the same team or, you know, the wider team. Um, there was a, an event in a bar. Um, and at the end of the event, when it was time to leave, I went up to this boss, this manager, and um, gave, him a, gave him a massive hug and said, thank you so much for everything you've done for me. And I have no idea why, why the F, <laughs> why did I say that? Why did I do that? I hugged this person that had been you know, just behaved in a way that made me miserable for years, hugged them and thanked them, thanked them. I mean, why would you thank someone that has made you so, so, I don't know. So when I think back to that, that time, I really feel 
like an idiot. I feel like I feel shame. Like I should not have done that. And I don't know what made me go up to him. I did it twice. Twice I went up and did this. Two hugs in one night before I left the building. <laughs> and and I think that's one of the things that makes me, you know, as I've analyzed this over the years, because that's what you do when you have these memories, you analyze it. I think back to um, you know, people people that have this power over other people or that um, are bullies, they, they kind of create this feeling and, and it was a feeling of, um, I, owed, I owed that person something. They gave me a job. They gave me this particular job and that opportunity. And, then, and therefore I was beneath them to some extent. And, and you know, even those words coming out of my mouth, it's like, what on earth took, is taking over you to have those feelings? But, he, you know, this manager did take over me. And, and I can hear there's regret there. Um, what would you have done differently? You know, looking back. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question, Pinky. Um, you know, I think that I behaved in a way back then where I stayed fully composed all the time. I behaved in a way that I didn't start arguments. I behaved in a way that was me. And I don't regret that part of it. What I do regret is not standing up for myself and not standing up for other people who are probably, who probably at the time were um, employees just like me under this particular manager. They might even be now. And I did not stand up and expose the behavior that was going on in this particular group. Um, so I think I wouldn't change like, my natural way of responding in situations. I don't like conflict. I don't like um, arguments. I wouldn't change those pieces, but what I would change is having the strength to um, speak up and go to people above, you know, outside of that group, out the right people, just figuring out who the right people are to speak to um, and, and exposing it to some extent. Um, I think that's, and, and obviously not giving that person a hug at my leaving night. I mean, I don't know what was wrong with me. Maybe, maybe I had a drink. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, did, did you have a few drinks? That I'm sure I had one or two. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Um, and would you say you changed some of your responses? Um, I think, I think that the biggest thing is back then it felt so much like David and Goliath, but Goliath also had fellow Goliaths. Um, and therefore I was a number and I was this tiny person. So I think my responses were based on fear. And based on being this tiny person who couldn't possibly speak up without losing their job or, you know, having their performance completely impacted by speaking up because they weren't following, following, uh, you know, a per the person that was in control of the situation. So I think I would change um, who I spoke to 
and and seek to, like just knowing just know yourself you're not alone I think that was the biggest thing I felt alone at the time but for every experience we are not alone somebody is feeling that same thing maybe in slightly different circumstances right here and now or they might feel that in the future or they might have felt that in the past and that's the thing that I think I would change is not necessarily how I responded in every single situation, but what I did with that um, and what I did with those scenarios and who I spoke to after that. So I wish that I did do more. But what I was trying to do, at least what I felt I was trying to do at the time, where it was protect my friendships, um, which were important to me. And um, if I did speak up, it would have impacted my work friends. And... Um, and I didn't want to pull them into a situation that maybe they didn't feel the same same way as me. So their doubt, again, I didn't know, really. And I also didn't want to pull them into awkward situations of conflict. So I left quietly, very quietly. And at the time, talked myself into the fact that it was my decision to leave. And that was me clearing, um, clearing, clearing that out of my life and clearing it out of my... Um, making that that part of my life a past and uh, you know obviously it's not because it still brings this these feelings of dread and it still makes my stomach turn when I think about it and I still would prefer to avoid um, that person and and his closer you know group um, as much as I can for the rest of my life It's an interesting analogy that you um, compared it to David and Goliath. Do you think that there are people out there, specifically women, who you would like to perhaps give some advice to having been in this situation? Yeah, I mean, we don't have to put up with this shit. (laughs) That's basically what it comes down to. And I think... um, having that feeling that you owe a manager something is not a, a good relationship, whether that's at work or whether that's in um, our personal lives. We don't owe anyone anything and we should never have those feelings that we do. Um, so I think if those thoughts cross your mind, then you know something's wrong and you know you may need to make a change. Um, and, I, and my gut feeling at the time told me that there was something wrong every single day my body was upset I was getting sick um you know I had mouth ulcers I had I was as sick as I've ever been that first year and crying on the way home so I knew there were things that were wrong I just didn't talk enough about it to people so I think I think my advice would be trust your instinct open your mouth and talk to people whether it's friends whether it's family whether it's a stranger, you know, it could be a therapist, I don't know, but find, find your voice and speak up. And I think that I'm the kind of person that if I don't understand why I feel a certain way, I won't speak at all until I've logically processed it in my head, which is why now I'm able to talk about it. I've had all these years to process it. So, um, but I think that I wish I didn't react that way and that I wish I was able to talk about it even if I didn't understand it and have someone just to listen and respond and give me ideas um, in moving forward because I could have saved myself years um, of negative thought and it's impacting me now clearly I mean confidence is such a big deal and 
you know, even though I'm happy where I'm at right now, there are moments where I have this doubt and that comes from people that have impacted you through your life that, have, that make you feel that doubt. So my advice is speak up, find someone to listen. You have friends, you have family, you're not alone, They're definitely not alone. And if you're feeling that way, like I was, there are absolutely other people in that team, in that group, in that company that are feeling the exactly, exactly the same way. Amazing. Hopefully that's going to help somebody out there for sure. Um, and I hope so. Yeah. And it's so good to hear that you've moved on and you are enjoying your life, what you do <laughs> yep. from home and being your own boss, doing something completely different to what you were doing at that time. And also surrounded by a beautiful family and just really making the most of life, which just shows that you can do it and it is possible and there is no need to remain a victim. And I love what you said about speaking up. As women, we all have voices, but we really need to speak up. We need to use those voices. We do, we do. And, um, help our other females in similar situations and empower each other and stick together yes we do amazing thank you so much. <laughs> no problem i wish this could have been a much more fun um, session it was it was fun it was great fun next time we'll do it we'll have a laugh I yes we will this this episode was about conversations that we don't really have and it's about the conversations that we need to be having and some of these are serious and some of them aren't so that's our episode done thank you so much everyone for listening we really appreciate your support do email us if you'd like to feature or if you just have any ideas at all at hello at netwomen.co that's co not co.uk you can let us know what you think leave a review share and tweet us at netwomenco find us on insta and facebook by just searching netwomen also head to our website for our latest blogs and updates at www.netwomen.co thank you for listening bye bye